to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total photonic reversal. Photonic reversal. With your hosts, Conan Neutron and Brenna Betts. Broadcasting from the top floor of the Radio Milk World headquarters in Oakland, California. What? A gigantic middle finger to everything that is rock about music, rock and roll, and corporate power. I'm, I'm from the South. <laughs> I'm a Southern Belle. Confidence of a hero or a fool. I wasn't exactly certain which. If you don't laugh, you're going to go on a killing spree with sharp and nails. I'm known for many things, and strong invectives are one of them. Conan, you have a lot going on right now. It means something. Well, we all deserve to be recognized. See anything wrong with, you know, being into the stuff you're into. 150 people with a massive crowd, you know. We'll sing you a song. You may be led astray. Meatloaf has a Christmas album. For one, what an excellent professional segue that was. Well, I'm very curious about Math Rock. You know, I kind of know the town man for Rob Zombie. I'm presenting you the illusion of choice. We will impress you later. Yeah, it's a very good question, and I liked it because of the beginning, middle, and the end. Could not be more professional. Get you pumped up. We have answers. I just want to bring something up that I noticed via postings on the internet. That's like a science thing, right? That's right. Right place, right time, right discipline. It's a science thing. It's a science thing, y'all. Science. Get down, get down with that science, would you? Science. Welcome to the one, the only Protonic Reversal. We thank you for tuning in. Today's very special guest, very special, not just special, but very special, is none other than Mr. James Burns. Oh hi. A police teeth seminars. Oh hi. And Killed by Depth fame. And Killed by Depth. Of course, Radio Nope. Saturdays. Saturdays. 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. I feel like I should be talking uh, in the robot voice if I'm going to plug the show. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a vocoder for you right here, no, unfortunately. No, no, no. That is an unfortunate oversight here. <laughs> and we apologize for not having the vocoder, but we will not apologize for bringing you a fantastic show. <laughs> Ever. For any reason. If you try, we'll fight you in the streets. 
No Brenna right now, maybe some Brenna later, but this is a very special time because not only is there an adorable cat in my lap at the top floor of the Radio Note World Headquarters, <laughs> we have a very honored guest. So, James, yeah. thank you thank you for joining us. Yeah, it's, it's not like I wasn't just sleeping on your couch 10 minutes ago. <laughs> pretty much poked you with a sharp stick. Hey, come on the radio. I need some content, would you? Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, but you are here because I'm on. I'm on. Why tour- are you here? <laughs> what are you here to promote? Oh man. Well, I'm I'm here to promote my uh, new book and my new movie, and I've got a infomercial and uh, this line of vitamins. Some some other bullshit. Uh, no, I'm on tour uh, with the band Seminars. Uh, we just did a show at the Elbow Room in SF. We're about to yes, play. Yes, you did. Uh, the uh, Stork Club in Oakland, which will probably already have happened by the time everybody's listening to this. Yes. But, um, so you missed out. Sorry. Sorry you missed that. Sorry. Yeah, that's the prob- problem with causality. You know, that, that is an issue. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we've been on tour. Uh, it's a short tour, but it's fun to come down. Time is a flat circle. I said, Nietzsche, shut the fuck up. Put it down. <laughs> Causality, man. Causality. It's a whole thing. Uh, with the band Sinbad from Milwaukee, yeah, correct? Yeah, Sinbad from Milwaukee. Yeah. And you have a, a tour tape. We have a tour a tape. A tape tape. A tape tape, yeah. To use the parlance of our times. Yeah, we there's there's a tape tape, and there's also a MP3 tape that's going to be up on Bandcamp for a limited time. But... uh. The, the tape, by, tape by the time when authentic. when's it coming down? Because by the time this actually airs, it may be. Uh, I think I'm past. probably gonna leave it up until uh, Monday. Okay, so get on that. You've, get on that. People. You've only got like a couple days. Yeah, or maybe no days at all, depending on when you're listening to this. Yeah. Uh, that said, uh, you have a tour tape. Why don't we play something off? Where are we gonna hear, James? Uh, this song is called "A Hundred Problems." It's about uh, the movie Over the Edge, and also about gentrification in Seattle.
like you all were such a hopped-up hurry to get out of the city that you turn your kids into exactly what you're trying to get away from.
All right, that was Hurry Up Shotgun with Speed Bath, Mega Waste. That's off of the Abracadabraham Lincoln album. Abracadabraham. Yes, Abracadabraham Lincoln, Lincoln. Lincoln. Which, which of course is uh, known for having the <laughs> colorful, we'll say, uh, uh, album art. Notable <laughs> album art that kind of looks like uh, Abe Lincoln as a zombie. Abraham Lincoln is not a zombie, man. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln is dead. It's Austin Pitts, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's it's true. I mean, you know, you don't really see him walking around and eating brains. All I know is all that EP needs is dice for eyes, and it's a uh, pretty pretty. I mean, it's definitely notable, that's for sure. But uh, yeah. the EP itself, the music is is wonderful. So we we like the music. We lo- we love some hurry up shotgun. In the timeline of where you're listening to this, dear listener. This show tonight at the Stork Club with seminars will have already occurred. Yeah. You missed it. So we'll, blew go, it. we'll go ahead and say that that was badass. You blew it. Blew it. You blew it. You blew it. Fucking blew it. What do we have before that, James? Uh, we had uh, seminars, a uh, dumb band that I'm in, and a song called 100 Problems from a tour tape that is very recent. And you said that was partially at least inspired by... Uh, movie or I mean, there's some stuff in there from a movie. I guess I don't know if that's yeah, inspired yeah. by. But what's the deal with that? What's the deal with that song? Uh, I mean, it's I, I was uh, I watched that uh, shitty montage of Heck movie, Duh. and the I'm best. So sorry, and the best thing about it was um, it inspired me to rewatch Over the Edge, which I haven't seen since Little Dude Times, and it kind oh, of. Yeah. It kind of affected me because, like, I grew up, like, spent a lot of my little dude times uh, in a small town called Blaine, Washington, where there was, it was a lot like New Granada. We'll play a little Over the Edge while you talk about Over the Edge. How about that? <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was, and Blaine, Washington is a lot like New Granada at, because there's fuck all happening. And there's, you know, if you're a kid, it's just like... I don't know. It's kind of like you don't exist. There's nothing to do. There's nothing. The the, the, the town the town wasn't made for you. Like there's you know uh, very little amenities, and so it's just like you know um, I, I I could never raise a kid in a small town because um, you know I know what it's like to feel that isolated. Yeah. And man. it's it's not something that. I mean, some people like it, but just for me, it was a total bummer, so I wouldn't want to wish that on another person. But anyways, um, so the way, and so that ties into um, living in Seattle right now, and because um, rents are going through the roof, um, not necessarily for me, like I've got a cheap place, but a lot of people I know are about to get priced out of the city, and so they're going to be forced back into small towns, and so... (laughs) <laughs> so you know it's you know either you have to move back to a small town or um you know the, hustle in some way to yeah or uh you know jeff bezos and amazon they're gonna take away anything that makes um a larger city um kind of take away the fun parts of it uh take away the art the culture so instead of so you have your choice of either living in a little tiny New Granada or living in a great big huge New Granada and neither option really sounds appealing to me. 
No, and that I mean that's something that definitely is uh you know, it's it's a it's a thing that's happening right now here as well. I mean, I oh, yeah. I, I think it's happening in a lot of urban areas, but it it's it's I Yeah, and characterize it, it as like the host has been taken over <laughs> by the parasit, parasitical organism and uh, the, the takeover is almost complete. Yeah, well, I, I think, yeah, a lot of it started in the Bay Area and it's been gradually uh, slithering its tentacles up to the Northwest. So it's happening. We're very sorry about that, by the way. <laughs> uh, it's it's not your fault. It's, I don't know, whoever, some, some fucking rich white guy with too much money. Well, and, and you bring up an interesting point. I mean, myself... Uh, yeah, I, I share a similar background. The fact that I come from kind of like a shitty small town, nothing going on, no, no, no nobody really in common with my interest around, yeah. and just kind of surrounded by this environment that is, if not toxic, certainly unwelcoming. And yeah, I, I don't ever want to put anyone through that. Yeah, it, it's like you know, I I definitely had friends, but like um. You know, when we moved to Bellingham, it was a little bit better because, you know, they had, um, you know, you could um, watch better movies and you could actually go see music. But it's just like, you know, if if you're living in a small town, like, you know, I definitely had a lot of friends, but there was like nothing for us to do. And it's almost kind of a miracle that I didn't get really heavily into drugs because... Yeah, that's pretty common. <laughs> Yeah, because like if you're in a small town, like that's you know that's, that's what there is to do. Yeah, that's like one of the things that you have um, access to. So, well, and so 100 problems is sort of based upon those those thoughts. Like yeah, this- it's it's just like those three things that I was thinking about, uh, just like growing up in a small town, um, and also rewatching Over the Edge and kind of identifying with it a lot. And also, like, what's going on in Seattle right now, like, those three things kind of, like, uh, came together and kind of, like, uh, formed the base of that song. Hmm. Thoughtful. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and you, ha- so there's, and there's other songs on, on this, this tour tape as well. Are, are these going to be ones that appear in, like, a later, uh, <laughs> And another seminars release that is not something exclusively for this tour. Yeah, probably. Okay. Um, there's like four new original songs that we wrote, and um, hopefully, knock on wood, um, we're gonna try to record an LP sometime next year after we've written some more songs. And there's a good chance that most, if not all, of those songs are on there. But we wanted to have something new for this tour, um, something because we were going to be playing these songs live. So we want sure, to have yeah. something that was um, represent that represented where we are right now. Well, and there, there is, you, you mentioned originals, but there is a cover song. There's two cover songs, right? Okay. There's two. Okay. Yeah. There's a uh, West coast, which is um, like a 60s soul song by uh, Katie Lester. And there's uh, an obscure UK kind of glam rock proto punk tune. That was originally by a band called Stud Leather in 1973. <laughs> I know. Stud awesome. Le- Stud Leather is <laughs> Stud like Leather. a fucking A-plus name for an early 70s glam yeah, rock that's, band. Yeah, that's, that's hot shit right there. Yeah. Um, so, that's more hot shit than the band hot shit. Yeah, so we're like, we were coming up with this, and we, you know, we needed to fill 15 minutes because I think that's what the length of the tapes that were ordered. So like we were like, oh, let's come up with some covers. So I like... And yes, you are not. I mean, it's not like the songs are very long in general. 
Yeah. You don't, I mean, I think they usually clock in around two minutes, three minutes numbers. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're, um, you know, we're a punk rock band. I think we have a grand total of one song that's over four minutes. So you, this leather, stud leather, stud leather, stud leather. Yeah. It's a, it's a, well, I got, I'm really into like compilations of like, um, obscure music scenes mm-hmm. and uh one of the ones that i really like is uh it's called bonehead crunchers <laughs> and it kind of like of course it is yeah it's a, why it, wouldn't you call it that that yeah yeah absolutely and it kind of fills in like between like the pebbles nugget stuff which i also really dig and like the uh early punk stuff because like a lot of people like if you read like music history books it sound it makes it sound like that like after the psychedelic era happened, like people just waited for punk to happen for like almost a decade. Right. And it's not really the case. Like there were um there was a lot of cool music that was happening um in the late sixties and early seventies. Sure. And absolutely. like, you know, um none of it was exceedingly popular, which I think is kinda why it gets written out of music history. Like even like, you know, you've got your Stooges and your M C five and those bands even weren't that popular like they've stood the test of time which is why people still talk about them but they've had a resurgence though i mean for a while there to reference either of those bands it meant that you basically worked at a record store (laughs) this is very true myself inclusive i mean yeah and it wasn't until uh justin timberlake wore a mc5 t-shirt to like the mtv awards or some bullshit oh did you oh i was gonna say when ron ashton Play, uh, st- started playing with Jay Mascus and the Fog when Mike Watt was playing with them. That and people were like, "Oh, what?" I mean, I remember I was at that show. I was there to see Jay Mascus and the Fog, and like, "Oh yeah," and here's our friend Ron Ashton. I was like, "Fucking what?" <laughs> and like, my friend was like, "Who's that?" I'm like, "Oh, like one of my favorite guitar players of all time." And then like they brought out Scott, they brought out Scott McKay. Oh wow, who, was, who started playing sat, and I was like, "They're playing Stooges songs," and people were like, "I don't know what this is, but I like it," you know. <laughs> and yeah, a couple days later, that's when. The kind of the, the wheels are in motion for, you know, I guess Iggy got wind of it and heard cash register sounds. Yeah. <laughs> and next thing you know, it was off to the races for the Stooges. But it was awesome because that, that kind of, they sort of found their place in rock history by people being, oh, yeah, this was pretty rad. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, like, I'm not a huge fan of the Stooges reunion records, but, like, you know, um, you know, they were still great live. Yeah, well, exactly. And, you know, it's... Uh, Hey man, make all the mediocre records you want. You still made Funhouse. You still made Rock Power. You, you still you, made yeah, you, record. Yeah, you get a you get a pass for life. Um, we're not going to include Kill City in that though, because we are not. Because <laughs> that record sucks. Enough said. Uh, so what's the Stud Leather song? Let's go, let's go and hear that. Uh, it's called Cut Loose. Cut loose. Uh, here's some Cut Loose uh, seminars originally by Stud Leather coming at you. <laughs> yeah. Take you to the ground Cause that makes me frown 
you go. That's some police teeth with digital snakes. Snakes. Snakes, snakes, snakes. (laughs) Off of the record, Awesomer Than the Devil. Awesomer Than the Devil. Awesomer Than the Devil, which is on Latest Flame. Yeah. Now, I played that for a very specific reason, multitude of reasons. Why why did you play that, Conan? Well, also, that's another band that's... Is uh, James Burns has has oh been in. shit I'm in that band yeah who is oh, tonight's fuck. guest you should ch- you can consider listening to the show it's it's uh, it's gonna be a great it's gonna be a great show looking forward to it uh, but additionally latest flame the beloved latest flame beloved by anyone with a brain is of course shuttering in stores double tier yeah and there's going to be a final bash if you will in Milwaukee Wisconsin at the Cactus Club on. October 23rd and 24th. I remembered. Fantastic. I'm so, so glad you did because that was that was, that, that, was a, that was a gamble. I was like, I'm rolling the dice. Is Burns going to remember this? Because I sure as hell don't. I remember it's in October and I remember I probably can't go. Uh, and there's a kind of murderer's row of badassery there. We got some wax eater. We got some trophy wives. We got police teeth. Got if I had a high five, body futures. Yeah, the, the street, the, uh, street gang is fully represented on that lineup, which is nice. Uh, explain that for people that maybe have heard that term or but don't know. Um, so like um, you know, for a while, um, there was uh on that label, um, the most, not the most active bands, but uh, Police Teeth were really active. So were if I had a high fi uh, Trophy Wives and Wax Eater, and like we kind of banded together because we were good friends and we were on the stable together so we need to, we called it the street gang mm-hmm. and just because you know we would uh you know play shows with each other like try to evangelize each other's music um and you know just trying to uh create a community sure which is which is a very real thing and yeah it seems like that definitely happened I'm, I'm I'm apparently gonna pretend like I don't know anything about it too. Yeah, but it's it's not like you're not a part of that community. <laughs> but let's pretend I have complete ignorance over everything you're talking about and, <laughs> and operate from that perspective. Uh, and then so and this is a, a send off of sorts. Yeah, right? it's, it's a send off. So uh, you know, uh, Dan decided that um, he's lost enough money, so uh, he's yeah. gonna he's gonna try his hand at uh, being an adult, which. Um, it's it's amazing that he stuck it out for as long as he did, and um, he did a lot for um, our band. So it's you know least we can do to uh, fly out and play uh, one more show for him. Yeah, and it seems like there's a lot of people doing the same thing. I think uh, we have uh, is Nervous Curtains is playing. Yeah, right? Nervous yeah. Curtains. And they have a new record. They have a new uh, record that coming I've out. Premiered on the show actually. Yeah, and looking. Yeah, that's. Looking forward to hearing the rest of that, actually. Yeah, We we Are Hex are uh, going to be playing, too. They did a couple singles on Latest Flame, and they're going to be in town around the same time. And it's going to be... Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of great bands, great music, uh, great friends. Um, I don't know if anybody is going to throw any chairs off any balconies, but um, I'm not saying that's not going to happen. But it could happen. I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. It it is um, as perhaps you would say, wildly plausible. <laughs> wildly plausible. <laughs> okay, so there there we go. Uh, and we're gonna get back to some seminars music in just a second. Uh, but tell me about G- digital snakes. 
Uh, Digital Snakes was, um, well, that song in particular was, uh, you know, uh, using... Usury and... Yeah, using, you know, corporate banks. And um, uh, it was specifically inspired by a way that U.S. Bank... Uh, figured out a way to overdraft my account, even though I had several hundred dollars in there. I mean, I still bank with them, so fuck it. But it's you know, <laughs> you know, um, where yep. else are you gonna go? Yeah, yep. U.S. Yep. Bank. Where else are you gonna go? Yeah, you you have to you have to deal with the devil sometimes. But you know, if you sleep with dogs, you're gonna get fleas. All right, and uh, on that note, let's hear some more seminars. Okay, Th- this is going to be an older jam. Uh, we're going to hear... What are we going to hear? Uh, easy because it is. Okay. And it goes a little something like this. Fuck. 
right, that is seminars with uh, what was yeah, what was the name of that? That was um, uh, that was diet coke and aspirin. Diet that, coke and aspirin. That's that's my attempt at creating a PG rated I hate God song title. <laughs> it's pretty good. I hate God like E Y E. Yeah, yeah. There we go. The lead reaction from the crowd. <laughs> gonna just start. Took took them a minute to get. Yeah. They're like, oh, I hate God. We love I hate God. And before that, we had Easy, because it is off of the Human Kid EP. Human, Human kid. kid. Yeah. Additionally, on Mike, we have uh, we we have a new <laughs> we have we, a new fighter has stepped into the ring. What up? Casey a wild Casey has appeared. <laughs> Hello. Came out of the forest. <laughs> Hello. How how how's it going, bass player? Uh, you know, just hanging out with my four strings and just kind of stick, sticking it in the back. Just, and just thinking to yourself. E, 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 that's e. all I do. Because <laughs> it's easy. So I just, that's all that I do. She makes it look easy because it, it is. is. I just like put my like overgrown bangs behind my head and I just play that E string and I just kind of yeah. like watch James like do all the hard work. It's great. Just wail them. It's a very it's easy job. <laughs> Uh, and that, so we had t- we had two songs there. One, of course, was on Dream Crusher, which is a t- ten inch, right? Yeah, I have it. I shouldn't. Have to, I think it's right over to my left, actually. But it's a ten inch record, which is the best size of a record. I was gonna Phrasing. say contra- <laughs> boom. Contra- <laughs> I was gonna say co- controversial is what I was gonna say, but you took it somewhere entirely different, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that really. <laughs> credit where credit is due. Casey Nolan is coming. Uh, and uh, the Human Kid EP, which would, I, I would love to hear the story. I know the story, but I would love for the story for that to be told. Why is it called the Human Kid EP? Um, I was trying to think of a title for it, and it was right when the uh, Amy's Baking Company thing destroyed the internet. And yeah. she talks about how she has um, three children who are in cat form, but she would like to have a human kid one day. <sighs> And I was just like, oh, that would make a good title for a record. So I called it that. I put a grand total of 45 seconds of thought into it. Yeah. And I think I think that might be able to get something from that here. Maybe not. Uh, so did you know that, Casey? Was that No. Like- no, I didn't know that. Um, but, I, but I agree with it. And I fully support James in every way. All of his ideas. Do you have to... Well, we have three little boys, but they're trapped inside cat bodies. Yeah. Yeah, they're cats. Our babies are cats. They're my whole life, besides my husband and my business. I speak feline. Meow, 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 meow. I mean, like, I'm I'm a total cat enthusiast. Of course, yes, and I I I love cute, cuddly kitty cats, but um, lady brings it to a whole nother level. Yeah, and it's a, and it, I, I got the reference immediately. Yeah. to be clear, and I, I was delighted. Casey's by it. racist against cats. Yeah, really, <laughs> totally. Is this a divisive? I'm like, not, I'm like, like silently now. Well, I mean, like my mom, my mom and my dad are both allergic to cats. So, I, and a lot of my friends' parents were also. I've never really had friends to be like surrounded with. Like okay. I've never been like around cats, and so whenever there's a cat around me, I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like I don't know, like if I should pet it, should I like let it sit on me? Like I don't know what to do. <laughs> Meanwhile, the cat's then, like, Meow. well, then I see like all these like card like Pixar type cartoons where like the cat's a complete asshole, and I'm like, why would anyone want that in their life? And then there's like a perfect Casey. Angel Casey, dog. those aren't documentaries. Just so you know, <laughs> I I kind of like cats because they're assholes. Mm, okay. Interesting. Ex- yeah. 
because he- I mean, like, if um, because like dogs are cool too. Like, I actually love They're dogs. They're amazingly cool. Like, I'm not. <laughs> A super dog person, and I can't really live with a dog just because I'm not responsible enough to take care of one properly. But, like, a dog loves you no matter what, and sometimes I wonder if they have Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> I actually, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. So. But, like, if if you're being an asshole, Cat's an asshole, too, so he'll let you know when you're being an asshole. Yeah. And I, I respect that, like... Game, game, respect, game. I have like enough people. I feel like that call me out on my shit like throughout the like the week, so I don't need like my like pet at my house to call me out as well. I'm like, no, we're just gonna fucking watch Dragon Ball Z right now. <laughs> you need to handle this. Here's a ball with peanut butter. Go have fun. Yeah, I don't know. I I just I just need someone to call me out, whether it's uh, a friend or my wife or my cat, because. <laughs> Uh, that's that's what helps me grow as a person. That's true. Stuff's gonna fly off the rails otherwise. Yeah, including mugs off tables. So Casey, yes, you gotta tell me. Playing with James is it everything yeah. you ever dreamed it could be? He made me play bass with my pinky. Like I can I can confirmly say that I am now a pinky bass player. Interesting. Yeah. Before, so were you, were you before that was a thing you did not do. Well, like, so growing up, like I played guitar and I was very anti females playing bass whenever i uh saw, oh. whenever i saw a, b- a band that had a female bass player i would be like fuck that band and like totally not into it were you like smashing pumpkins i get it well a little bit and but i think it also stemmed from um like growing up and being like in middle school and like some, i don't know like some middle schools have like guitars in like the music room and like during lunch the kids can go and like sure sure jam out or whatever yeah Yeah. and so i would be one of those kids and like i would continuously having guys coming up to me being like hey you should play bass and i'm like why because i have a vagina like being 13 (laughs) years old stuck up Um, oh man that's that's a sweet comeback though (laughs) yeah and and so i was always just anti anti girls playing bass almost as a as like an excuse um and then it i was about 1920 and all my friends either played guitar or drums there was no one that played bass Mm. and they were like hey one of my really good friends was like hey uh if you buy a bass off craigslist like you can be in this band and it was something that i wanted i wanted to be in that band so i'm like i guess i gotta buy a bass off craigslist so i did ended up liking a lot but it was um the type of music that i would be playing was just like very like one three five super straightforward super straightforward um but it being having the straightforwardness of it may allowed me to chase the tone per se um Mm. and be more picky about it and then uh having more experience it experience with the bass and as an instrument not just as like an escape so to speak, uh, you know, James reached out to me and then uh, to play bass in seminars. I freaked out a little bit and then uh, started playing along with the songs. And I, and James was I had like super like huge patience with me. Like whenever he introduced new songs, he was like, nope, that's not how the riff goes. But good attempt. And here's how it actually should go. Oh, man, I just remember that first practice. You were so nervous. I was so nervous. You were so nervous. Well, I mean, I also looked up to James, like, as far as all the bands that he was in. Um, And then me, and I even had, like, friends from Bellingham, like, texting me, like, don't fuck this up. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, okay. I don't know, but that's, that's like. (laughs) Yeah, the only thing you say that is, okay. I don't know, but that's, that's one of the reasons why I asked you to play in the band is because. I wouldn't fuck it up. Well, because of that, and also um, because like I knew that you were familiar with my other band, so you kind of yeah. 
So you would kind of know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. I, it's not like your your average Craigslist bro where it's like, yeah, man, you know, I just really like Chase Tones. Some yeah, Clapton, I'm, I'm some really Hendrix. into fucking Tool and fucking Pantera and 311. But also, like, getting aside from all that. So, like, I had, I had like, the pop punk bass out of me. I had, like, metalcore bass out of me. And I... I knew what tone and, and like the music that James was going after. And so like by having me play with James and having him show me different uh, ways of playing through it, I guess, was it allowed me to become a ba- better bass player. And a lot of my friends cool. who have seen right. me through uh, play seminars that aren't necessarily into the type of music will see me being like, dude, like you're a lot better. Like, like you were fine before. Like you were great. But you've improved by playing with other people that have challenged you to kind of push it. Exactly. Yeah. Somewhere um, different or somewhere that you wouldn't automatically go to. It's amazing how many more frets you could play on the bass when you're five foot three and you can use your pinky. I'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. And so, and uh, the you're also a baseball fan as well. I mean, if you want to go down that route, we can go down. Well, that I just route. I always find it interesting when I run into what I what I found is that there tends to be two schools. There tends to be people that are like, oh, sports, Ugh. and then there's people that usually it's either that or like people are like, we're I'm really into baseball, and I and then I think I, my personal opinion on this is because baseball is a little more of like a thinking person's game. Like there's there's a lot of yeah. things going on with it, but you're you are a baseball fan. I'm a huge baseball fan. I refuse. I like. Uh, I refuse to live in a city that has only a national league team. I just won't do it. I I can't. I can't drive that way. I can't have the pitchers bat. I think it's morally wrong. So what? <laughs> <laughs> morally wrong. <laughs> well, and what? So. Like, it's just a dumb example. No, no, that that, that that's great. Uh, so the like. Well, so what do you think about like you know the the pump up music used in in in. You know, baseball stadiums is not exactly. Pop, pop, did you say pop punk music? I said uh, oh. pump up. Music. Oh, pump up music. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely like it tends players. To be very archaic. Yeah, there's definitely players that uh, choose specific styles of music, and and that specific song that they choose may or may not increase my uh, desire to buy their jersey. Um, right, right, because you know, like, oh, maybe they're they must be awesome. There has there ever been like a batter that's like watched out, walked out to uh, raining blood. Because there should be. There was a minor leaguer that did that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, f- I think he played for like a, an affiliate of the Phillies, if I believe so. But actually, uh, back in 2002, Brett Boone, who when he was playing with the Mariners, it was like when that POD song, like, boom, here comes the boom. Uh, I'll take your word for it. So his last name is B-O-O-N-E, the baseball player. But he got POD because he's like a crazy Christian, too, to be to oh. change it to boot, like to Boone, his last name. Oh. And I was really stoked and also like very bummed out at the same time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, should, should be a word for that when you're when you're stoked but stoked also bummed bummed. at the same time. Summed. Summed. <laughs> Forty one. That's another road you don't <laughs> want to take down with me. I love that uh, you're right. I do. <laughs> uh, let's hear a song by your tour mate Sinbad. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, can we play which one? Yeah. Is Dude, this song is the jam. All right. You heard it. You heard oh, here first. So this is good. Sinbad so with anxiety. It's been a week and I'm tired and poor. Don't have a job or friends anymore. Should be investing my energy into being happy. But now it means I've got anxiety. Every day is 
That was uh, what? What was that, Casey? It was a song that we call Rats, but it has a longer name with it. I don't really know what it's called. The Rats Are Coming, the Werewolves Are Here, off of the Seminars Tour Tape 2015. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, a a lot of the songs are... Who wants to write... Or song titles. Yeah, who wants to write out a a sentence or something? That's dumb. What is that? What is that? Like, because the song name came up before the actual song and real quick before that we had your tour mate sinbad with anxiety it's a good ass song song. yeah yeah a good ass song they should like cut that out that should be their pull quote it's a good ass sticker on on their next record well i was talking to audrey i'm like dude that song fucking shreds and she's like yeah ben was like i guess when she wrote it and she played it for the first time they're all like well that's our single thanks for writing it without us (laughs) well done well job good job audrey (laughs) So tell me about rats then. What? Rats. Uh, so the majority of the songs, James like comes up with a lot of the riffs and then we all kind of write together and add our own parts. Uh, and then every once in a while we like in between songs, like someone will write like a cool riff um, or just like while they're playing around with their instrument, we're like, hey, that's really cool. Like, wanna, you know, just like any other band, like why don't sure, you, sure. let's expand upon it. So I was just kind of, uh, there was like this one riff I was just like messing around with and James and Tom were like, hey, you should just, just keep playing that and so i kept playing it added some more stuff james added the chorus um and they're like well you wrote it so you have to write the lyrics and i'm like god damn it touched it once own it forever yeah uh and there was you break it you buy it uh didn't who knew this band was like pottery barn kind of wrote the song the day of ish we were recording vocals but it's fine it's great uh it's fine it's fine it's fine it's, I like the song a lot. I think it's catchy. It might change when we re-record it for the next thing that we're doing. Um, still play, messing around with a couple of stuff, but I like it. It's it's fun to play. It's a good ass song as well. It's all, it's tight. It's, it's alright. Yeah. It's tight. It's tight. It's tight. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to me about it. it's fine because it's something that I, I know because again, <laughs> although I pretend like you We've just walked into the, the the Radio Note World headquarters top floor. Uh, you've actually been around for a little while, and I've heard that expression. I'm going to say at least three dozen times. Um, I, it, you know, it was one of those. Uh, so for Sinbad, when they flew out from Milwaukee to Seattle, like their tour started about three days before us because, you know, they're already living out of their bags as soon as they right, right. leave Milwaukee. We had about three days that we were in Bellingham and Port Orchard in Seattle. We were still living in our house, and but like the. The day that we actually left, left all this stuff like, you know, people forgot things or people wanted to get something else. Um, And instead of just like giving like negative feedback, we're like, you know what? It's fine. Like it's going to get figured out. <laughs> that That's where it was going. You missed a note. It's fine. It's yeah. it's fucking fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's kind of the tour motto uh, is it's fine. And we, we might be getting uh, symbolic markings on our bodies forever. Um preserving the moment of it's fine yeah yeah which, yeah which is pretty good so so as far as the tour's been going has there been any notable moments on the tour of course than being on proton commercial we have the greatest <laughs> tour thing ever the little suburban that we have oh it's so it's so awesome it's, you definitely look like you're in like the secret service entourage with that if uh i'm, I'm gonna throw out a little plug for avis here <laughs> <laughs> if you're renting a tour vehicle from Avis, uh, definitely go for the Suburban because um, we have DVD. Th- we have DVD TVs on the on the ceiling. Oh snap! Uh, the the driver's seat vibrates whenever you get too close to something. Um, oh, the, as a feature, not just yeah. as like 
structural instability? No, it's like, hey, while you're yelling at your kids and you're in a traffic jam, like you're about to hit something. So like oh, focus wow. on the road. Um, then like the side view mirrors, like if you're about to merge into a lane and there's a car or there's a car next to you, there's like a little highlight, like don't fucking merge. And you're like, thanks. Thanks, Suburban. Thanks, Thing. Yeah. <laughs> it, it makes it so much easier for you to drunk drive. Not that we would ever do that. No. But uh, <laughs> if you were so inclined... If that was a thing that you did, it would be. But we're, it, we're, it's not a thing that we we're have. we're pretty good at that. Like, there's always one person that like, and it's it's usually me, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, that just doesn't feel like getting shwasted. Like, I I don't really like getting shwasted. I always get sick in the morning. Beer makes me sick. Yeah. So I I have my one beer and then I'm good. I I should note that uh, Casey is the youngest person on this tour and by far the most responsible. Band mom. Yep. I'm like the band stepmom. I'm like the younger mom that like everyone like just has to accept. So you're, how is that? Like, you're like Missy from the Bill and Ted movies. Yeah. Nice. I accept that. Nice. The so how does that feel like being like you know the younger, the young and necessarily of the band and like, just having to be responsible for these to it. the I mix. Mean, Audrey's only like a year older than me. Yeah. Like so it's not that much. Like I I feel like I'm totally out of it. Um, but I. I I feel like majority of my life I've always hung out with older people. And so it's whenever I hang out with younger people that I always don't have fun. The old people me. are weak. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, when, it, when I was um, back in little two, back in little dude times, I've always like gravitated towards people who are like a few years older than I am. And I think like I'm still doing that a little bit. Yeah, that's hmm. fine. It's just that the, the age fine. group has changed. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's but, fine. But then but now all my friends are turning 40 and I'm just like, "Oh shit." I'm turning We're 27 old. next month and I'm freaking out about it. S- just wait till you're 34. 34. But I outlive Jesus, so I want to get hit by a bus before that happens. <laughs> I'm so accident prone. What what is that? What's that song? Uh, what, when I was 17, I drank some very good beer. <laughs> that, that's, <clears throat> that's a song. Yeah, it's from The Simpsons. Yeah. Oh. See, I'm so young, I don't know these kind of things. I think The Simpsons started the year that I was born. Was it like 88 or some shit like that? Uh, I mean, technically, the show started in 89, but it ah. was uh, on Tracy Ullman in the late Sinatra 80s. Song. Sinatra song. Sinatra. Yeah. This is probably the one only time that Frank Sinatra has ever been played on a Hmm. Feeling it. It was a very good year. It was a very good year for sniffing glue and making zines and listening to fear. Keeping the when I was edge. Cutting class to go drink. Uh, what the fuck would do we drink? We drank St. Ives Special Brew. There you go. Uh, yeah, cutting class to uh, go drink St. Ives Special Brew and have sex with my high school girlfriend. You know what's funny is like I was so boring in high school. Like all the things I said I were totally made up. I didn't do any of those things. Like you know what you know what I did? I read comic books. I read lots of comic books and books and just like hung out and it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I watched. Uh, I turned out okay. Thirty-two hours straight of Dragon Ball Z in high school, and my mom. Oh my god! My sister was like. Mom, why are you letting Casey out like till four in the morning? Because my mom was like, "Well, she's currently at the local rabbi's house watching Dragon Ball Z, so I'm pretty sure she's fine. She could be out till four in the morning." 
at the local rabbi's house <laughs> watching Dragon Ball Z. I'm just going to go yeah. and reiterate that last statement you made. Yeah, it was my really... So your local rabbi's a Dragon Ball Z fan or was? Well, his, his uh, son is a very good friend of mine uh, mm. and we would just go over. We would, it would be like 20 of us with a bunch of pizzas and we would watch like 30 hours minimum at a time of Dragon Ball Z at 1.7 speed. What? That that's wait wait wait. <laughs> what? Hold on. All we right. one time did the math so that we would watch what? Nine thousand and one minutes. Um, so we could say that we watched over nine thousand of Dragon Ball Z. My head is split. What? Because that was my high school years. If that makes any more sense wow. about my personality, it does in in a way. Um. All right. So. I totally just I have no area. I have no idea to get out of that. Like I, I'm I'm a goddamn radio professional and I have no idea how to get out of that. You're welcome. Duck. Uh, <laughs> James, you, you got you got anything thing you want to get out? Um stay in school. Uh don't do drugs. I don't know. Joe Joe from Sinbad just Joe from up. Sinbad wants to uh, want to chime in there, Joe? Uh I love you all. Thanks for coming. Fucking A. Fucking A. Uh, all right, so let's... Uh... Shit. Ooh, can we do a cover song? Can we play one of the cover songs? We already did. James, oh, God. We can, play, we can play the other one. Well, yeah, yeah, what's yeah, the other okay, one? So what's the other one? It's, uh, uh, we can play West Coast. Play one more, and then we got we to gotta right. go. In case you want to talk this song up, what is this? It's, it's, it's called West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that part I got. Thanks. What, what, like, what's the cover of? It's it's a cover of a song called West Coast. Why don't you go back to fucking watching Dragon Ball Z, all right? <laughs> Jesus. I'm 26. Leave me alone. So what what is like who does the song originally? Kenny Kenny Lester. Yeah. Kenny originally Lester. recorded in 1965. Oh, this is the old soul song you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is West Coast by Seminars.
All right, all right, all right. So that was Calm House by Seminars. And that is off of the excellent Dream Crusher record. Dream Crusher. That is a 10-inch that came out earlier this year. Great. Play the Seminars stuff a lot. And I like that record quite a bit. And before that, we had West Coast. Also by Seminars. Also a cover. A cover uh Ketty Lester. Ketty Lester is the original artist who did that, as mentioned by the band Seminars, who was best known for the 1962 hit single Love Letters, which reached the top five of the charts in both the United States and United Kingdom. Interesting stuff. So now, in my personal timeline, the seminar show has already happened. It was great. Uh, Sinbad was wonderful. Seminars was wonderful. Hurry Up Shotgun was great. And it was a good time for everyone. So we're in this weird situation where the guests are gone. It's days later. And for you, dear listener, no time has passed at all. So we're going to we're gonna play some more tunes. And we're going to close out the show. And I think it's going to be a good time. Cool. Here's some porch.
All right. That was the Rutabaga. The Rutabaga with Entrapment. That's a naked ray gun cover, if you can believe it, off of the PRF Monthly Tribute Series. You can find all those at the PRF Monthly Tribute Series dot bandcamp dot com uh, today uh, the last month was naked ray gun unrest the fall tom petty all kinds of great stuff back there stuff to dig back in the archives if you're someone that enjoys reimagining of different kinds of songs from different artists before that we had soiled hands live by the canadian band from regina Regina, These Estates, that is off of the record, How the Midwest Was Won. If you want to hear more from These Estates, theseestates.bandcamp.com, they got some stuff up there. They got some stuff, they got some stuff. For that, we had Porch with Heart Attack. Porch, of course, featuring Mr. Chris Fry, many-time guest of Protonic Reversal. Show favorite. Porch embarking on a West Coast tour with Hurry Up Shotgun coming up very shortly. Bay Area folks, take notice. There's a show with Hammerhead and Quee as well. That's going to be a good time. I think Hot Victory is playing that also. So be on the lookout for that. Northwesterners. Northwesterners. Be aware of that tour. Be aware. Be prepared. Be prepared! Be prepared! Be prepared! Be prepared!
Okay. There they go. There they go, those whores. You whores. That was Cougars. Cougars, not kittens by whores off of the record Clean. Featuring Christian, our former guest of the show. Uh, great great record. Uh, before that, Beer Hippie by the Melvins. Technically, it's Melvins in 1983. Mike Dillard on drums. Dale Crover on the bass. On the bass guitar. Guitar. For that, we have... Um, oh, and you can also... It's, it's available, limited edition, Amphetamine Reptile, 7-inch. You can also find it on YouTube and where your finer internets are. For that, Shellac with Be Prepared. Why? Why not? That's why. Be prepared for Shellac at any time. Just like this Shellac song right now. Which ends our show. Thank you for listening to it. This has been Protonic Reversal. Protonic Reversal happens every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on Radio Nope. We thank you for listening. Podcasts of the show are RadioNeutron.com. Find us on the Facebooks if you want. I'd like to thank our guest, James Burns, as well as Casey Nolan from Band Seminars. Please check them out. They have a band camp. You can get stuff. I don't know whether you're going to be able to get that tour AP or not. We established that earlier. It's a whole thing. Uh, seminars.bandcamp.com for that. Eh, they're on Facebook and Twitter and all that. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. Uh, that's about it. Next week, Bill Manley from Trans Am. Tune in. Keep it dialed the radio. Nope. As we come to the close Check of our broadcast day. This is my farewell transmission. Signing off. Mr. and Mrs. America and all the ships at sea. Anyone within the sound of my voice. I've got 50,000 watts of power. I want to ionize the air. sound into electricity. Can you hear me now? Out on Route 128, dark and lonely. I got my radio on. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now?
any color at all. Welcome to my top ten. I'd like to thank our sponsor, but we haven't got a sponsor, not if you were the last man on earth, she was prepared to prove it, this one goes out to a special girl. This had been a real emergency. 
Hey!